You got this thing going? No. Um, send me uh, uh, a cartoon on the on the WhatsApp message system. And when I looked at it, I saw just a cartoon. They didn't see any explanation of what that cartoon was all about. So I was, I was troubled. Why would somebody send me a cartoon and don't say what it is? So in this picture I saw, there was a, an older man uh, with very little hair on his head. Now what you're thinking. <laughs> talking to a younger man with a head full of uh, hair and, and even long hair. And he was talking seriously to him in this picture. I said, what, what, what are these talking? What would they be talking about? So I was puzzled. So one day I accidentally touched the picture. And there came the description of that. And uh, then I said, wow, that, that's interesting. You know what this old uh, uh, man and the young man were talking about? The old man was a preacher. He was talking to the younger man. And the preacher was saying, when I preach on tithing, don't come after me and sing, Jesus paid it all. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty interesting. And um, we are some smart people, right? They, they think, well, think smart. Amen. So today I want to talk to you about um, an important subject. What is our theme for this year? And increase. We've been talking about increase and revival. How many of you think we are we are having a revival. Huh? Amen. None of you think we are having a revival, do you? I think we are having a revival. Here and there. Like the song says, mercy drops are falling, but we, we need the rain, right? Mercy drops are falling. Here and there, we see the tokens of his blessing the tokens of God working among us. But we need a real outpouring of the blessings of God. Amen? Amen. 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 Praise God. When revival happens, oh, we will love it. We will love it when revival happens. But uh, there is some sacrifice we need to uh, go through so that we can have a revival. And uh, most are not willing uh, to sacrifice. Uh, we want it easy. If it is easy, we'll, we'll take it. But uh, revival requires some sacrifice, some real sense of need, uh, some knowing where we are. Some desire to honor and please God. So, and then the willingness to, 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 to pay a price. 
And that prize includes seeking God earnestly, praying to him, being vigilant in our life, being an encouraging person to other people so that they can be praying too. So it, it requires some sacrifice. So I ask you to continue to pray for a revival. Some other revivals did not happen in a month or two or even in a year. It, it took some long time for revival to come. So please pray praying for a revival that God will revive us and bless our church. And we will really taste the goodness of God and see how great God is. So along with that theme, today I want to talk about a particular area of Christian life that we want to see an increase. The, uh, a few weeks ago, maybe months ago, we talked about increase in, in faith. How many of you remember that? Just one person, three people. We talked about increase in, so we need to preach about that today too, right? We talked about increase in faith because faith is the foundation. The Bible tells us that we cannot please God without faith. If we cannot please God without faith, then, then we can't have faith, right? We must have faith. Praise God. That is not the saving faith we have in the Lord to save us, but the living faith. Faith that helps us to live a Christian life. Faith that is living, vibrant in our life. Faith that tells us that we can pray and God will give an answer. Amen. Faith that says to us that you pray for the sick and they shall be healed. So that's, that's the kind of faith. And we need to have an increase in that faith. And the disciples asked the Lord one day, Lord, increase our, increase our faith. Praise God. Increase our faith. And the reason they said that, uh, made that request was that Jesus was telling them how to live a Christian life. And they realized, uh, if you remember, Jesus was talking about forgiveness and offense, if you remember that. And, and the disciples heard it and said, man, it, who, can, who can live a life like that? They realized it takes faith. It takes faith to live a Christian life. Great faith in God. Praise God. So we talked about that, and we need to pray that God will continuously increase our faith. God doesn't want us to be the same way we were when we came to know the Lord. You know, we didn't know much about him. We didn't know all the theology, all the teachings of faith and hope and trust and love and all that. But but then we gradually begin to learn about all those things. And once we learn about them, we need to apply them into our, into our life. We put them into our life and, and live that life to the glory of God. Praise God. So today I want to share about increased strength. Increased strength. We need to have a good strength in our life. This is not physical strength, the way we are talking about today. Um, 
you know, some of us are blessed with real good physical strength. Uh, you can do things that some other people may not be able to do. God has blessed you with uh, the strength to do that. Some people have to depend on others uh, to do what they need to do. You know, but praise God for the strength that he has given us, physical strength. Amen. Amen. But today we are talking about spiritual strength, the inner, the inner strength. Apostle Paul prayed for a church. He said that your inner man must be strengthened. Inner man must be strengthened. So we all have an inner man, right? Anyone of you seen him? <laughs> How do we know we have an inner man? How do we know we have an inner man? Well, we know it by faith, right? Well, not simply any faith. We know it by faith because the Bible tells us there is an inner man. Amen. Because we are made a body, soul, and spirit. Body, soul, and spirit. If there was no inner man then there is no hope of resurrection. Right? We have an inner man. We call it the spirit or the soul. Sometimes they are different, but sometimes they are used the same. But, but the spirit that lives in us, that God gave us. So this spirit within us is always in conflict with the flesh. That is, that's, that we can see. You know, the Bible tells us that God made man in his image and then he breathed into him his spirit, his life, and then man became a, a living soul, a living person. Without the breath of God, so we were just a bundle of clay, dirt. <laughs> Without the breath of God, we were just a bundle of dirt. But praise God, when God breathed into him the breath of life, he became a living person. Amen. That life that he gave to man is that inner man that is living in us, hoping for the resurrection soon. Praise God. So the Bible tells us that there is an inner man, and that inner man needs to be Strengthen. Some people will do all kinds of things to keep their outer man strong. You know, some young people, if you touch their muscle, it is like a rock. And it's so hard. I mean, they, they lift weight. They exercise. They, 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 they throw the filth frisbee. All kinds of things they do to just get that physical strength and, and, and uh, outer body working right. That's good. But Paul said in some place that bodily exercise huh, without faith, without the inner working of the Spirit of God, the inner exercise is not much valuable. We need both. But to me, the inner exercise can be more important. Because there we are dealing with eternity. Yeah. Amen. 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 Our uh, 
physical body may live 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 years. Amen. And if that long. Many don't live to 60, right? Many don't live to 60. Some people die very young. But eternity is there. Praise God. In eternity, nobody is going to die young. Because there is no death. We are all going to live there. So eternity is more important. And our inner man, our spirit, is more important. So Apostle Paul said, I would love to see you, your inner man, getting stronger and stronger every day. Amen. Our inner man, that spirit man, living stronger, getting stronger and stronger every day as we live a Christian life. Let me ask you this morning, is that inner man getting stronger or is he getting weaker? What God wants us to have is this inner man to be strong, 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 strong. Because the, 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 the world, the flesh and the devil are always against us and unless we have a strong inner man, it will be very hard to resist this world, the temptations of the world. They are always there. They are always at work. So we need to be fit on the inside. We need to be strong on the inside of us. Our spirit needs to be strong. Amen. And then we can live a good and holy life. Praise God. So when we think about the strengthened phrase or, or uh, faith strengthening, increased strength, I want to say today God increases strength to those who need it. Can you say amen? amen. God increases strength to those who need it. And to those who need it, this is very important. Some people don't need it. They, they don't want it. They think all they have is here in this world, and they don't think about inner strength. They don't think about spiritual strength. They don't think about living a, a fruitful life to the glory of God. So it is important there is a sense of need in you and in me so that God can endure upon us the, the strength that only he can give. Only he can give. God increases the strength to the weary. Or to strength to the needy. So I must acknowledge that before him and say, Lord, I like the song that we sung last Sunday also, and also this Sunday, this, this, uh, this morning. You know, I need thee every hour. Remember that? We sung that song. Uh, you are my defense. You are my righteousness. Oh, how I need thee. So we need him. God can bless us. God can give us strength. God increases strength to the weary people. And often in life we get weary, don't we? We get weary. We get tired. We get bogged down in our spiritual life. All it takes is some negative comment from somebody. Right? <laughs> 
Something that we did not expect. Ah, that's all it takes. We just, ah, we are so discouraged. Or when things don't go the way we planned it, we designed it, we get discouraged. We just give up. <laughs> like, the, like if the songs sung are not the ones we would love to sing, then, then we just write it off. You know, let them sing. <laughs> it doesn't take much that we get bogged down. It, does, it doesn't take much that we just stop honoring God because we are offended, we are hurt. Somebody said something. But when we know that we need the strength of God, we need to come to him in, by faith and say, God, I need that strength in me. Just like the disciples prayed for faith, we also need for pray for strength in our life. Stamina. Stamina. When I think about strength, I cannot forget a character from the Old Testament, Caleb. Caleb. And he it is a wonderful story. You know, Caleb was one of the one of the twelve that was sent to spy out the land. You remember that? Who was the other person? Joshua. They are easy answers. You would shout it out. Amen. So Joshua and Caleb were sent over to Canaan to, to, to spy out the land, to, to come back with a report to see how that land is. They were not supposed to come back and tell them we cannot go there. That was not the intent of the of the spies, just to get an, a general idea of the land. But instead of coming back and, and telling the leaders, uh, uh, Moses, uh, you know, all the ten people said, we cannot go there. That's a negative comment. But these two men said, we can, right? Who, but who won out? The majority won out, right? They did not. Go. They, they were confused and, and they just stopped going. Right, Bill? Yeah. And as a result, they wandered for another 40 some years simply because they did not listen to these two men. They were afraid. Majority ruled. Sometimes majority can be wrong. Majority can be wrong. I was telling that uh, pastor who visited last Sunday. I was bragging about our church. And I said, you know, in our church, the, all the five elders have to agree on something before something can move forward. And he looked at me. How come? And, and uh, I said, yeah, well, if they cannot agree, they will table it for the time being. They pray about it until all of them can agree on it. But in most churches, it is not that way. It is most churches majority. Majority. If you have five council members, if three says yes, and the other two says no, the three gets it, the three and the two don't get it. And then the two will be talking against this three in the rest of their life. <laughs> they always remember, I told you so. I totally so 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 if all five of them agree then they can do that right so in that instance back in the old testament times majority 
prevented them from going and, and obtaining, uh, inheriting the land God had promised them. Praise God. But Joshua and Caleb are the two outstanding people in the Old Testament. And, and I want to read a portion about Caleb here. In Joshua chapter number 14, verses 6 on, we read, Then the children of Judah came to Joshua in Gilgal, and um, Caleb the son of Jephunneh, the, K- the Kenesite, said unto him, now, now Caleb is talking to Joshua, You know the thing that the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, concerning me, and uh, uh, concerning me and thee in, in Kadesh Barnea, concerning Joshua and Caleb, because they were the two men who believed. Forty years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea uh, to spy out the land. And I thought, and I brought him word again as it was in mine heart. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt. But I wholly followed the Lord thy God. Amen. Uh, Brothers, can you take it off for a moment and go to this scripture? Can you do that just temporarily? Joshua 14 verse number 6. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt. You see, I, I, well, that's what I was talking about. The, these ten people made the heart of the people melt. They were afraid. They didn't want to go on. Because they did not bring a good report. But Caleb said, but I, but I wholly followed the Lord. Verse number eight. I wholly followed that's a something good that we can uh, remember today. I wholly followed the Lord. Amen. Completely followed the Lord. All right. And Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land wherein your feet have trodden shall be your inheritance, and thy children's forever, because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. Now, here is two people agreeing about some something. What is that? Caleb knew in his heart he followed the Lord fully. Say it. He followed the Lord fully. And how do we follow the Lord? As occasions permit? As situations warrant? We need to follow the Lord how? Fully. Completely. Totally. We are his children. He gave his life for us. He purchased us. Know ye not that you are not your own. Amen. Know ye not that you are not your own. But we live our life thinking we are our own. I make my decisions. I do what I want to do. But know ye not. Know ye not that you are not your own. You are purchased with a Price, you belong to God. So as you belong to God, our duty is to follow him. How? Join with me. Fully. Completely and totally we need to follow him. Well, if you have a problem with that, we need to come to the Lord and say, Lord, I want to follow you fully. Give me grace to do that. 
as Joshua and Caleb followed you fully. I, that's what my desire is, to follow you. Not when it is convenient for me, not when it is uh, 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 circumstances work, but, but I want to follow you all the time. So here we have two people agreeing on that principle that Caleb did follow the Lord fully. One was Caleb and the other one was Moses. Verse number nine. As Moses swear on that day, saying, Surely the land wherein your feet have trodden shall be your inheritance and thy children's forever, because, because you have wholly followed my God. Praise God. He has a, he has a witness. Amen. Caleb has a witness that he, he followed the Lord fully. Praise God. Amen. Amen. And you and I need to have a witness to say that that man, that woman is following the Lord fully. Praise God. The Bible says by the testimony or witness of two or three people shall a thing will be settled. Here we have two testimony, two witnesses. So here, Caleb is talking to Joshua again. And now behold, verse number 10, and now behold, the Lord has kept me alive as he said, these 40 and 5 years. So, he said in verse number 7, I was 40 years when I went over to the other land to look at it. 40 years old. And now he says, the Lord has, has uh, kept me alive for these 40 and 5 years. So how old is he now? Assemble my problem. And uh, he's now 85. Praise God, I'm nowhere near that. <laughs> Amen. So now I am 45. It has been 45 years when, when, when Moses asked me to go there. But now here we are 45 years later. Praise God. And listen to what he's saying. And listen to what he's saying. Praise God. And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive as he said, who keeps us alive, my brothers and sisters? Amen. Who keeps us alive? The Lord keeps us alive. Give him the glory. You know, someone said, uh, if you trust in the Lord, why do you have all those security devices in your home? You know. You know, someone said, well, that's being smart about things. But we know that it is the Lord who keeps us. Except the Lord build the house. They that labor build in. Except the Lord keep the city. They that watch it, watch it in. It is the Lord. Say, it is the Lord. Lord, Lord. Amen. Say one more time. It is the Lord. And I give him glory. Amen. Amen. We can have a lot more fun if all of you will say these things. A lot more fun. A lot more fun if he will. You know, we're talking about strength. You know, when we are weak, we are not up to saying anything. <laughs> when we are tired and bogged down and weary, we just say, leave me alone. That's our attitude. But I'm telling you, church can be a fun, fun place if we are all together in it. Amen. Amen. Praise God. 
So he said, the Lord has kept me alive for uh, 45 years, even since the Lord spoke this word to Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now I am this day fourscore and five years. How many years is fourscore and five years? 85 years. I am 85 years. Look at this man. Picture him in your mind, this 85-year-old man standing before Joshua, speaking to him about something very important. He says in verse 11, As yet, listen to this, As yet, I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. Praise God. Amen? So this man had that inner strength to match with his outer strength. Amen. Amen. So he's saying that my relationship with the Lord is as strong as it was then. And my physical strength, because the Lord has kept me alive, I am still physically strong. Hallelujah. It is the Lord. Say it. It is the Lord. It is the Lord. Amen. Amen. It is the Lord. I want to say it again and again. When, when I get my paycheck, I want to say, it is the Lord. Hallelujah. When I get that good report from the doctor, I want to say, it is the Lord. Hallelujah. When I see the blessings of God in my life, I want to say, it is the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. It is the Lord, brother. It is the Lord who brought you to this city for a purpose. This brother told me on Friday night, Pastor, this is wonderful opportunity to learn the Bible. Praise God. You know, he, he came for the first time on Friday night. So if you come, that will be the testimony you would say. Right, brother? Amen. Sorry to put you on the spot. You see? It is the Lord. You may think sometimes, I don't know why I went to that church this morning. It is the Lord. God has a word for you. God has a plan and a purpose for you. And you need to know in your heart, it is the Lord. It is no accident I am here. It is the Lord. So he says, I am as strong as I was then, both inside and outside. I'm saying that. Praise God. I'm just exaggerating maybe a little bit. But I believe that is true. And what did he want? Because he is strong, he says, he says, what did he say? As yet, I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strong, as my strength was then, even so is my strength now for war, both to go out and to come in. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Ha. Praise God, I can go and fight. Ha! You don't, don't, don't tell me I am too old for it. I am as strong as when I was 40 years old. Because it is thee, Lord. Praise God. I can go to war. I can fight. I can do whatever the Lord enables me to do or gives me to do. I am strong today as I was then. So what, Caleb? What are you trying to get at? What are you trying to get at? Next verse. Now, therefore, give me this mountain. Give me this mountain. You know, when 
when Abraham gave a choice to Lot, he didn't go to the mountain then, did he? He took the plain, right? He, he saw the plains were beautiful, flat land. Already made out. All he had to do is go and just pitch your tent and lay and live there. But, but Caleb says, give me this mountain. I am going to paraphrase and say, give me this obstacle in my life. Give me this difficulty in my life. Give me this place that perhaps nobody else don't want, but give me this mountain. Amen. Often in the Bible, mountains are, you know, I don't think it is so here, but often in the Bible, mountains are a picture of obstacles and difficulties. It may not be here, though. But, but again, I want to look in that sense as well. Therefore, give me this mountain whereof the Lord spoke in that day, for thou hast, for thou, for you heard in that day how the Anakim were there, and that the cities were great and fenced. So, so be that the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. Amen. Amen. You see, he said, give me this mountain, very well knowing what he was up against. Amen. You know, initially when I said that, well, it is a mountain. He can go and uh, live there. But now when I read it, it's more than a mountain, isn't it? It is more than a mountain. What did he say? Give me this mountain. And, 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 and you know, you know that, that how the Anakims were there and that the cities were great and Fenced. I mean, when I read it, I see the, the, the magnitude of the difficulty that he will be facing to secure that property for himself. But he says, give me it, praise God. Amen. Give it to me. In an age where people want easy things, in an age where people want instant things, here is a man of God that says, I see the challenge. I see the obstacles. I see the Opportunity is also with it. Amen. Give me it. Give me it. Anakims were there and the cities were great and fenced. If so be the Lord will be with me. Say it is the Lord. It is the Lord, is the Lord right? Is the Lord. So be the Lord will be with me. I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. Amen. Amen. Right, today you may be looking at a mountain. Something that you don't want to climb. Something that you don't want to go there. But let's listen to what Caleb was saying. You know, if so be the Lord will be with me. If the Lord is with me, I can handle it. Amen? Amen. If the Lord goes with me, I can be successful. If the Lord is in it, it's going to be good. If the Lord be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. So, he says... I am as strong as I was then. Amen. After that speech, Joshua blessed him. Joshua blessed him and gave unto Caleb Hebron for an inheritance. Praise God. He got what he asked for. 
Amen. And, and the whole driving point this, behind this is, as I am as strong as I was back in the days when I went there, I am as strong. Praise God. Brothers and sisters, we need strength in our life. Because often in life's journey, we are bogged down, we are wearied, we are tired. And we all know when we are tired, we are not going to do much. But we need a new infusement of the power of God into our life. But the good news is the Bible says he gives power to the weary and he increaseth might to those who don't have it. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So what are the reasons why we get weary and bogged down? Why do you think that uh, life can be burdensome? Christian life can be a struggle. Why is it? I want you to read the scripture with me. Can we go back to the slide? You can sit down and read it with me. Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, faints not, neither is weary. God is not weary at all. But we get weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faith. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. Say that again. And to them he have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And they shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk. Everybody said amen. 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 That's a beautiful passage of scripture to remember in our earthly journey. Because we all get weary. We all get tired. As a pastor, I get weary and tired. As a member, as a leader, you can get weary and tired. You, you can be weary of some criticism people may level against you as a leader. Praise God. You can be bogged down. You can be, you can be uh, tired and, and you just don't feel like doing much. I am tired. But God is saying... I will give you strength. He increases strength. Increase strength to them that have no might. But the thing is, we must recognize that. We must acknowledge, Lord, I have, I have no strength in me. We, Apostle Paul came to a point in, uh, when he realized that when God said, Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. Amen. And he prayed that the, God, that the Lord will remove this thorn from him. This great man of God prayed how many times? Three times. But finally God said, my grace is. You know, sometimes God answers our prayers, says, let it be as you asked for it, right? Let it be as you believed. Sometimes he may 
He may say, wait, time has not come yet. You are not ready for it yet. You had to wait. Sometimes it may be flat, no. Because God knows that what we don't. And he is all wise God. So he knows if we get that request, it is not good for our benefit. It may be temporarily for a benefit, but eventually it will lead us away from God. So he says no. But sometimes he says, my grace is sufficient. You still have it. You still have it. But glorify me with it. Amen. Amen. Glorify me with it. I will give you grace. And was Paul satisfied with that answer? Did he say, oh God, I'm going to pray again. <laughs> I'm going to pray again. I, I, I cannot take this for an answer. I need healing. I got to go to mission work. I got to go to Corinth. I had to go to Cappadocia, whatever the place may be. I want healing. Paul said, that's fine. That's all I needed to know. Hallelujah. That's all I needed to know. All I need to know, you know my need. You know I am struggling. You know I am in pain. And you promised me your grace. That's all I need. And then Paul went on to say, Therefore, most gladly, I will glory in my infirmities. Most gladly, I will glory in my weaknesses. That when I am weak, then I am strong. Praise God. So when we are weak in our life, a weak moment, a weak day, a weak week, a weak month, you turn to God. Lord, I need you. I need you, Lord. I need you. I got to have strength today. I got to have strength in this job I am doing, Lord. I need to have strength in this responsibility that I have, Lord. I need strength. And God is saying, I will give it to you. All we have to do is to Understand, I am weak. We are weak. And come down before him with a, with a penitent heart, with a needy heart. And he will, he will bless you. He will bless you with strength. Praise God. Praise God. The young lions do lack. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Praise God. They will renew their strength. Like an eagle, renews its strength. Praise God. Amen. I want to give you just, just a brief uh, a list of why we get weary. That's all. I will stop there. Why do we become weary? Well, trials and testing in life make us weary. Trials and testing, the things we have to deal with in our life, make us weary. Sometimes we look at Look through that tunnel, we don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, and, and we wonder what is going to be the end of it. And we become weary, and we become tired and frustrated. We need the strength of God. What else can make us uh, weary? Discouragement can make us weary. Discouragement. We hoped for something, and that did not happen. So we are we are weary. We are given. Poor nourishing of the soul. Poor nourishing of the soul. We know how to nourish our physical body. Right? How many of you eat five times a day? 
You didn't hear me. <laughs> How many of you eat three times a day? Very few people. Eh? It's a strange congregation here. <laughs> Just a few people here. We need to start a pantry here. <laughs> we, we take care of our physical body, don't we? We eat on time. Now we are in a healthy push, right? Health push. Only oatmeal. <laughs> Only oatmeal. We, we take care of our body as much as we know how to. Some people don't care. They, 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 they eat anything, everything, anytime. But, but normally, people take care of their bodies and, because they think it is important. So poor nourishing of the soul. We, we don't take care of our spirit. And how do we do that? We do that by prayer. We do that by the word of God. You know, the Bible says in Peter, you know, therefore drink that sincere milk of the word of God, whereby you may become healthy. So when we don't nourish our, our spirit, then we become weak. Someone said a week without prayer makes one weak. How do you spell the first week? <laughs> a week without prayer, W-E-A-K, without prayer makes one weak. <laughs> Just trying to see you are listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A W E E K without prayer makes one W E A K. When I went to school, this is the way they taught us. <laughs> you see, you see, poor nourishing of the of the soul. We, we don't do the things God tells us to do. Keep the spirit strong in our life. We just don't do that. We would rather do something else. But prayer and word of God. Church attendance. Fellowship. Encouraging one another. Living to the glory of God. Nourishing that soul that God has put in me. Will, will be a answer to our tiredness. We will be vibrant. Praise God. Negligence in doing what God commands us to do. Negligence. Simply negligence. We are, you know, people are negligent. They just neglect to do it. You know, Jesus healed ten people, ten lepers, and uh, only one came back to give thanks to him, and Jesus asked the question. Where are they? Where are the nine? I don't think they felt bad about Jesus. Do you? No. They're simply neglected. Neglect. They think it was not important. They saw they were healed and that's what all they needed and they went back home. Neglect. One man. One man thought it was important to come back to the Lord where he got his blessings and just say thank you. Amen. So many times people take things for granted. I have it now, praise God, that's it. But be thankful. Negligence in doing what God has commanded us to do. We can stay on this for another 30 minutes. 
negligence. And then disobedience, flat out disobedience. Flat out disobedience. I know to do it, but I am not going to do it. Disobedience is rebelliousness. And that will, that will cause you to be weak in your Christian life. Because there is no source of strength coming into your life. Disobedience can do that. And, and, and to top it all, our flesh is weak. Our flesh is, you, we may have good intentions, but our flesh is weak. During the prayer of the Lord in the Garden of Gethsemane, he told the disciples to watch and pray. So he went over and, and knelt down and he cried out to the Lord. And so much so, the, the, the drops of sweat became bloody because he was so much in agony. He cried out to the Lord and he came to look at the disciples to see what they were doing. And he found them sleeping. He's a gracious God and he said the spirit is willing but the flesh is the flesh, the flesh is enmity with God. The flesh is enmity with the spirit. This flesh, this lust in our life, this selfishness in our life, this is, this is all me thing in our life is against the spirit and it cannot build up our inner man. We must depend on the Holy Spirit to do that. The flesh is weak. So the, these are some of the reasons that came to mind. You know, that can dry, you know, drain me of my spiritual power. Drain me of my spiritual power. Praise God. Amen. I need to stop here. Praise God. There was an old saint who lived a long time ago. And uh, she wanted to build a, an orphanage to bring in the poor children, orphan children, and take care of them. But... But she had only five shillings in her hand. And, and she told her friends, I'm going to build an orphanage with these five. And her, and her friends laughed at her. Laughed at her. How are you going to build an orphanage with five shillings? And then she said, with five shillings and with God, I will build an orphanage. Five shillings and with God. That is our power. Our power is in the Lord. Our power is in the Savior. Apostle Paul said, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. A lot more to say, but time is up. Would you please stand? My friend, God wants you.